0: Welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm your host, Lisa Foster, and Real Life Moms is a podcast that's all about moms having just real conversations, sharing resources, and telling their inspiring stories. Our mission is to connect moms by talking about these topics that parents deal with every day, and to continue these conversations in our Real Life Moms Facebook group, where we'd love for you to become part of our community. And in this week's episode, I'm joined by Julian Bosk. She is a mom who's moved her family 13 times, living on four continents around the world. She's a professional life and career coach, and the author of How a Mother Took Her First Steps on the Moon, a Mother's Keepsake Journal of Advice to My Children, which is a collection of true stories where she shares the fun and serious parts of being a mother. Today we are going to discuss mom advice and how passing down our stories can be such a gift to our children. Hi Julianne, welcome to Real Life Moms and today we're going to discuss mom advice and just kind of writing down your own stories and life lessons can be just such a gift to ourselves but also to our kids. And you are an author of How a Mother Took Her First Steps on the Moon, A Mother's Keepsake Journal of Advice to My Children. And this is kind of where you journaled some of your personal stories as a parent and just advice so that other parents can benefit as well as your own children can benefit from what you've learned through your parenting experience. So tell us a little bit about like you and what made you even decide to write this book?
1: Sure. Well, first, thank you, Lisa, for having me. And um, I was hitting a milestone birthday. And um, something really struck me. One of my girlfriends said, "Um, how are you going to leave a legacy? And um, I was reading something or I came across something uh, from a really cool uh, experience that I went through a friend of mine, her name was Heron Hopper. Um, created a home where every mother got together, they had divorced or something happened within them. And they created this beautiful home and they all mothered their, the other's children and they, they bought a home together. And um, she said, in order to create a legacy, you have to write yourself into existence. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I, thought to myself, I if something was to happen to me or life was to change, what is something that's here permanently? And it's a um, Library of Congress. And so I thought to myself, I want to leave a journal of advice for my own children, but that in ultimately would help other mothers and not to do what I say, but to take what I've learned, mesh it to what works for them and then write down a game plan. And so that's why it's a journal that you actually write in the book for.
0: Yes. Yeah. And I, I did read it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank um, you. And I and I honestly just loved the concept so much because I, I have actually thought about like writing something down, you know, never mm-hmm. actually doing it. But in your book, you you actually encourage us to kind of write your own story yeah like we're allowed to write in the book which is so exciting right
1: <laughs> yeah it's like a, such a no-no <laughs>
0: don't write in the book but you're like write in the book and I'm like okay but honestly I think it's so great because I look back at my own childhood and it's so easy to forget things you know and I feel like if I had like my parents perspective of things growing up it just be such such a gift really to have that it would be so meaningful
1: yeah and I you know I I came across something when my grandmother from eons ago was when I was putting all these scratch notes together in my own book and it was her journey she was from Ohio and she was driving to Florida and they were for relocating and I had done that I I don't know if you know in my bio but I've moved 13 times four continents in 28 years of marriage wow. and her journey was such a a wonderful piece of history for me to think wow how she did it and that was such a gift for me to find that little nugget Um, and I thought you know what a great way for us as mothers to kind of make a time capsule and put you know what your thought is at this stage of the game and how you're going about it. Um, I, you know, I, we forgot that life is about stories and telling stories yeah. and handing that down. And and this is kind of just a way to document it. And I, I gave it to my kids on my milestone birthday as uh. a gift to them instead of receiving a gift. So.
0: That's a great wow. That okay. I I've already hit that milestone, <laughs> so I missed that boat, but maybe another one. Um, yes. Well, but... it's
1: never too late, you know. It interestingly enough, I've I've gotten a lot of feedback on this book, and and I am humbled by some of the great advice mothers are sending me, which is just you know that is the greatest part. Like a grandmother said, you know, it spurred me to start writing down my own memories. And so she created an email account for an unborn grandchild, she does not have them yet. And she put in her will the password. And she said, every day, or every couple days, I write my unborn grandchildren messages so that if something happens to me, they know what I thought, and whether that's political views or she got in a car bumper car accident and you know this is what happened to me and this is what I did and you know I'm like how cool is that
0: (laughs) and and so cool because my dad passed away before I had kids and Uh like how cool would it have been if I could say like I tell stories obviously about him to my kids but how cool would it have been like here's a journal like learn about him read about him right um, so, so cool. I'm, I'm hoping that this podcast <laughs> <I> <laughs> maybe serves as some of that, like if my kids would ever listen to it, they will hear some stories about them and about, you know, what I've been doing <laughs> during this yeah. period of time. So I'm hoping yeah. this is another like way to do that, but um, I might have to Yeah, you're speaking yourself
1: book. into history. I believe I'm, it's true. <laughs> it,
0: but after, you know, after readings some of your stories, I have to say, like, even your advice in it, like was so good for my parenting, because even just the other day, my daughter had to go to this school event. And it was like an outdoor adventure and she is not outdoorsy at all you know Mm -hmm. and the old me before reading your book thank goodness I finished it before this (laughs) I would have said to her like oh my god all right how do we get you out of this situation this is terrible you're going to hate it I hear you let's get you out of it and then I was like oh my god like here's this woman who took her kids to so many different countries they had to try new things you know just Kind of really immerse themselves in this, and they did, it, and they came out so much stronger. So, my conversation was very different. It went, "Okay, honey, this sucks. It really sucks. I know you don't want to do this, but you know, until you try it, we never know. You know, and the uneasy experiences. You can learn from them, and then you can come out stronger and know how to deal when things are not going your way." So she did it. She did better than she expected. Um, I don't think she'll ever <laughs> go again to this particular event but she also learned that she could pull through, you know, yes, she could pull yeah. through and I would have totally taken that away from her. So I do have to well, say thank you? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you're welcome. I just, I think too, our kids have been juggling all of these things that are kind of unknown to us, but be it pandemic or war or things that are coming at them. And really the book just, I mean, it's nothing new. It's the basics. It's it mm-hmm. goes back to the basics, but it reminds us if, if we are continually at home teaching them the basics, like, yeah, identify this event sucks, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and sympathizing with them yet not making the excuse. I mean, as they grow older, I think when they're faced with some adversity, they're going to be like, okay, I'm not, this isn't going to kill me. I'm going to take the best out of it and I'm going to keep stepping forward and, you know, slug off that, that I didn't really care about it. And, you know, everything can be tried once, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of how, how I kept kind of looking at things. Like I, I do not need to repeat that, you know, <laughs> I, right. Not, but at the same time, I think these kids, they are resilient, and they are creative and resourceful right now, which is such a gift for your kids as they grow older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no,
0: I, and I so agree. And I'm so glad that for that particular situation and many others you know that yeah try something once if you don't like it we don't we won't do that again you know, yeah. but, but to take that experience away from them, that's a disservice because then who knows, maybe she would have loved the outdoors with all the
1: ticks and the yeah, just and, bad situation. Well, and sometimes I think to myself, you know, if, if we don't, we're portraying some of our own fears and some of our own saboteurs that we have in our life, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I don't want to put my junk on them and let them make their own mistakes. But this is what I've learned so far, kids. I'm not perfect. Mom is not perfect, but you right. know. I think as they grow older, I will see um, the changes right now. My kids are in their mid 20s. And I just I see the conversations and the way they come at things differently because of those experiences. And when I was unsure of myself, I went back to the basics. And so that's what I hope to I don't know, just give the guidance to a new mother, a starting mother, a mother that's right in the smack of teens, Mm -hmm. because that's rough. So (laughs) yeah, yeah. So
0: going back to the basics, I mean, I feel like your book also kind of with jotting down what what really is not important to you, You know, like Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes we don't think of what our core values are. We're stuck in this like, okay, we got to go, go, go. What's the right thing to do? What are we going to, you know, like And sometimes we're picking on things that really are not important to our core values. And I think by actually sitting down and whether you're writing down your own memories or going through your book and answering those questions that you put in there, you kind of discover like, oh, wow these are important to me. So let's focus on those things and maybe not sweat the smaller things that are coming our way.
1: Yeah, and I, and and something I really like to say to mothers is do motherhood with intention. Mm. You know, you are given this massive gift of this child's life to form. I mean, you don't know if you have the next Nobel Prize winner in your house or the best scientist or amazing teacher or I don't know, they could be the best coffee barista out there. But um, if we lead these children with intention of, you know, having those core values that you believe in as a family, and that inside your home, that's, that's the one area you can control. Mm -hmm. And I think it, it just gives your kids this like, backbone or this stability that they They have something that is dependable because out there in the world, there's so many Mm -hmm. like crazy things going on in their life that I keep saying that in the home is where you can control and you can be intentional and you can say, this is what we believe and this is how it is. I may need to be educated. That's what I'm learning is now, you know, my kids are teaching me things, Mm -hmm. Um, but it keeps you curious and it keeps you learning.
0: So what would you say was your favorite like story or piece of advice from
1: your book? Um, I, you know, I started, I will say I started the book with my father, which Mm -hmm. he passed away and his was, uh, prior planning prevents pitch poor performance. So Mm -hmm. that was a big thing for us. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I ended it with the core, the core chapter. I, right before the pandemic, I lost my mother-in-law and, Mm -hmm. um, she had a a knack of love bombing you unconditionally where you were Mm -hmm. at. And, um, so I would say that is probably my my favorite story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I'm going to throw in there for you um, the <laughs> OBGYN appointment. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> um, gosh.
0: <laughs> yes, I I read that one. Yep, uh-huh. uh-huh. And I don't know if you want to share that at all because well, I'm <laughs> pretty funny.
1: happy to. Yes, um, so at, we as mothers, you whether you're, you know, working or volunteering in your school or trying to help your child, I, you know, took on too much and then I was trying to take care of myself and get my regular Pap smear appointment and um the piece of advice is basically don't always assume, you know, all the facts, like, (laughs) you know, do a little, this this is a mom that we kind of come bullheaded into situations like this is it. And, and you got to kind of have a global perspective sometimes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was reading mom and my reading group was a little slow that day. And so I rushed home changed and I had an OBGYN appointment cleaned up, headed over to my appointment. And my, my physician was like, wow, you know, there's a party going on down here. And in my mind, I'm thinking, (laughs) creepy, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm like, who recommended him? Um, (laughs) And, you know, my mind went spiraling in a negative thought pattern. And I was like, I'm going to have to change doctors. It's good, you know, like all the negative part of it. Uh, Lo and behold, I come home And my daughter comes running into the bed, into the kitchen and she's crying and she's like, mom, mom, I was safeguarding my favorite glitter. And so you, if you can put two and two together, Uh that washcloth that I used to clean up and the glitter and I had a fiesta for my OBGYN. So it was a little moment of life lesson for myself is don't always assume you know all the facts is kind of keep that global perspective of learning even when you're kind of confused so yeah
0: (laughs) I have to say I got a good chuckle of that I was like it took me a minute I was like okay wait she washed up before she went to the gynecologist he was kind of like there's a party and then your daughter's like oh there was actual, you know, sparkles on the towel that you washed up so he's seeing this whole array of partying in your Yeah.
1: Well youth. if Katy Perry Special, had yes. that glitter, you know, the Katy Perry <laughs> like, you know, eyeshadows and all that. That is what my hoo ha looked like. It yes. was a rainbow. It wasn't uh, just kind of a calm glitter. It was a screaming <laughs> glitter. <laughs>
0: I'm sure you were also a story around the office that day.
1: <laughs> oh, it was just, um, it was a humbling moment. I, you know, you, you had to reflect and I had to kind of think to myself, Oh my gosh, this poor physician, what was going through their head? I mean, I was the crazy patient, uh, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's like, okay.
0: That yeah. was a funny story. I have to say the, for me reading the book, I, one of the, pieces of advice I don't want to give too much away because there's so many great stories so I want people to read the book but um the crisscross applesauce I was like god I wish I knew that when my (laughs) kids were younger where you would actually if they had like a disagreement right or an argument you had them go crisscross applesauce and like fate like touch noses right and foreheads and things and
1: knees and And we did it everywhere, and much to their dismay. And I mean, it was a quick way. And I, I put that out into the world because it made my kids communicate. And I feel like sometimes with all this social media and all the tech that we have, we're forgetting that you've got to see the nose in front of you and start talking and talking to them. And I just see how they manage communication so differently than how I was taught. So, yeah, um, and I, I credit it to that, that crisscross applesauce. Method. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, you didn't actually let them up until their <laughs> argument or whatever thing was resolved, right? They had to sit Correct. wherever Correct. you were, you could be anywhere. You could be in like a Barnes and Noble. You could be anywhere and oh, could yeah. lock it up until they had, yeah, I, I was like, okay, I wish I had known that back when my kids were like elementary school. <laughs> it
1: yeah. Was perfect. yeah. Well, I, and, and I, Tell that to young mothers because so many have like, what did you do? What did you do? And I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't the best answer, but there's ways of adapting. If communication is really important to you, you got to figure out techniques to diffuse it and figure out how do you get them to stop the arguing? How do you get them to kind of calm down and have conversations? Because now... Um, they're best of friends, all three of my kids. And I, and I accredit it to that because I missed that link um, mm-hmm. kind of growing up. It just wasn't a technique that I was taught. Needless to say, they do not put their noses and knees together <laughs> in the offices now, but you know, it's one of their, their traits, I would say now as young adults in the working world that they're like, How do, your kids are, are able to do public speaking and, like kind of negotiation, it's a very natural thing for them, because they've had to communicate, they had to get their point across, and calmly not screaming at each other. So Mm -hmm. no,
0: that was great advice. I was trying to think of like, okay, what, you know, you ask questions, I was like, what would be my advice? You know, like, what would I well, and it wasn't so much a story, but I was like, okay, my one of my I have two. One of my advice would be um, make your bed in the morning and it's mm. it's more start your day organized. So when you like wake up and you're ready out of sorts and you're just a mess, I feel like the whole day is a mess, right? But if you can just start your day organized, yeah. make your yeah. bed. So I think that would be one. And I think my other one that I came up with was basically, you know, don't worry about what's not in your control, which I think people say all the time, right? So if someone doesn't like you or there's something that you're trying out for, but you know, whether you make it or not, you know, just put your work in, do what you can control and just let the universe take care (laughs) of the rest, I think is my other go-to thing that I'd like to pass along to at least my kids Um,
1: well and and you know it's those kind of things is writing it down I think when your kids see how important those things are for you Mm -hmm. um, now my own daughters are coming back and they're saying to me like how did you do this how did you you know she's like I I want to have children eventually and she's like I don't want to screw them up what like what was (laughs) the you know but writing those things like these these things are basic. Like you said, making your bed and, you know, don't sweat these small things.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: when a, a child and then an adult reads that again, maybe when they're at this phase, they can say, this is mom's like go-tos. Now let me adapt it. Let me craft that to like bring it home for me. And, mm-hmm. and that's where I think, you know, we have these lovely memories of our grandmothers or great grandmothers and then our mothers. Well, you're, you're accumulating all of this stuff to the next generation, the next generation, the next generation. And these are great tidbits. That's, you know, that's the foster tidbits and my Mm -hmm. foster tidbits that we can at least help our kids and know. Mm
0: And they'll and they'll create their own too,
1: right? Yeah. They'll create their
0: own stories and hopefully maybe we even write it for their families. Have has your
1: kids read your book? Oh yes, all three of them read it. And you know, um, I would say the fun part is is you know my son came back at me. and He's like, "Well, I don't quite remember it that way," <laughs> you know, like they. Of course. And uh, so I encouraged them. I said, "You know, I really hope you write." The, the counter offer of all my stories one day and put it out in your book as a father, you know, mm-hmm. and um, cause there, there's a story in there about him making a list, finding his partner. And um, you know, I it's a to be continued. I, mm-hmm. I hope it spurs discussions and thoughts, but they are very intentional in who they're dating and who they're looking at right now as adults. And I'm grateful for that because, I, I put it on paper and they read it. And I think the most humbling part was, is my son had a, um, a peer in his office that was, uh, pregnant. And, and so he wrapped my book and gave it to her. And I said, Oh my God, that was oh. the biggest compliment ever. He's like, my mom did a good job with me. I hope you think so. And here's, you know <laughs> <laughs> So, but I think that was probably my biggest compliment is when he kind of um. passed it on the knowledge and, uh, and that tells me that it it's a book that has no judgment. It's a book that it's like offering help. And I you know, i I wish I had a little guidebook when I was mm-hmm. starting out with my kids. I feel like I did a good job, but you could have done it even a little bit better. You could have morphed it a little bit if you had that
0: well, and I also think it shows that, like, you you don't have to have perfection. You don't have to know, you know? And I think there's not a lot of books that actually tell you that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because honestly, you read all the like, this is what you should do, or this is, you know, this is the textbook for doing this or doing that. But your book's more like, yeah, this is the fly by the seat of the pants. This is how we did it. This is what we took away um, from it. And yeah, it didn't all go perfectly at all. And sometimes that's really
1: actually nice to hear well and and again some of the feedback that mothers are responding to me about is is the reality that as a mom we screw up a lot and there are really <laughs> rough days and and i i want to put it out there as the honest truth these are things that happened to me and i and yeah i screwed up there was moments that i just you know i crumbled or i did something i probably you know, I look back and I was like, Ooh, you could have handled that a little bit differently, or you could have, uh, you know, made it a little softer or, Mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't take that back. But also I think we haven't been given permission as moms to support each other and say, Hey, this is what I tried. And, you know, let me know, or tell me how you think about it. And, um, one of those examples is the social media when Snapchat came out was Mm -hmm. my kids started and uh, I took an inappropriate photo where I'm telling my kids don't ever put any crap out there in social media yet in a time of weakness, because I had to get up and go to the 5am swim meet, which was just horrible. um, You know, I, I succumbed and I sent my, my, my own husband a Snapchat and it circled around and my youngest child opened that Snapchat and she's like, you know like, mm-hmm. and so you know I had to sit down and kind of eat my humble pie a little bit but I think yeah. it also gives your kids the reality that you're human you know I mean mm-hmm. it's like we're not perfect but I'm definitely here to champion you and I'm here to tell you some of the mistakes I made. I'm not going to let you off you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah and so I it hope it does good. do that yeah and it
0: is good to see and what you're not saying is you took an inappropriate picture and uh send it to your husband is what you're not saying about that Snapchat. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, it was, uh, it was one of those down moments where I had to get up very early and it wasn't, I mean, it's not anything, you know, we, I always said, if your great grandmother, which is what I said to my kids, if your great grandmother saw that photo out in the world, would you need to explain it or would you be embarrassed that she saw it? I would not be embarrassed that my mother, my great grandmother saw that photo, because I I guarantee she's kind of, you know, she would have laughed uh, had she known the backstory. But, you know, for my kids, it it didn't set the greatest example. And so I had to turn around and and sit back and say, yeah, that was not the Mm -hmm. correct move, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So because I was tired and did not want to do something and I knew that I was going to have to spend like eight to 10 hours in inside indoor pool, sweating my head off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I made a bad decision, but I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that's where your kids also see they've got to own up to some of the things that um, I, I leave a question on there as your journal question is, is about your own integrity and mm-hmm. what that means. And, and I think it's really important to answer that because if your kids see what you prompted and what you wrote, um, you know, my kids say we knew the black and whites with you. We knew where we don't cross over the line. But you know, I I can honestly say there was a beauty in that. My kids never had to lie to me, mm-hmm. and um, I think it's because I created that area of their life that they knew it was dependable. That they could have a discussion with me.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that communication so important.
1: It is. It is. And I we don't pat each other on the back enough. Or having uncomfortable conversations with our kids because I don't want my kids to learn it from the news and from their friends and from out there. I want them to come to me and say, "I don't understand this," or "Why is that happening?" Or, um, and if I don't know, I can I can research it, and we can talk about it, and we can have opinions. And I think that creates somebody that's able to kind of think outside of the box, but still have what are their own values and morals deep Mm -hmm. inside them. And um, so I'm I'm grateful for the mistakes I made. But I will tell you, sometimes you do have to eat humble pie as a mom. (laughs) (laughs) I have
0: had plenty of pie
1: myself (laughs) not always tasty either so
0: no no it's not but it's okay but it's okay so what message would you like to share with our listeners
1: I think for me is I you know I hope that you can take my book um, and correlate it to Neil Armstrong in that first step on the moon I I thought about that and I, I did the cover with my girlfriend of the spoof off of Goodnight mm-hmm. Moon because all of our kids kind of started with that book some way <laughs> or another. But Neil Armstrong had to have this faith in himself to take that first step. It was fearful. There was unknowns. And um, I want your listeners to know that motherhood is fearful. There are a lot of first steps on the moon that no one else has taken. But, you know, when once that flag is is posted in the moon or stabbed in of something that you've done or achieved, people are looking at you. People emulate that. I, I think, you know, we have a responsibility to support mothers with wholeheartedness and champion that uh, experience and just say, look what, look what they've done. You Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) they have orbited outside the universe with our own children, because it's a really important job. We are creating Mm -hmm. those next leaders and those next thinkers of the world. And it's, you know, I I don't think sometimes mothers, especially when you're a young mother, Mm -hmm. you understand that this is the most important job in the world and Mm -hmm. as you grow older (laughs) it will be more cemented and more cemented like wow Mm -hmm. i'm glad i spent that time i mean this is our future
0: we're all creating little futures and yeah that's so important yeah now you've traveled all over with your family
1: as you said Mm -hmm. i forgot how many countries you've lived in but it's it's quite a bit (laughs) yes my husband's occupation we were on four continents uh 13 moves. And um, yes. so we did a lot of schools and a lot of, <laughs> a lot of change.
0: What, what has been your favorite parenting resource?
1: I will say um, mothers from other countries.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Because we have been taught one way here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you're exposed to something. For example, one time I was living in Tokyo, Japan, and you're exposed to something that happens that is a a norm in the United States, but then take out cultural and the norms that we're used to, and then add in a whole different set of rules. And I've had to understand why. And Mm. so I think it it gave me a basis to stay curious, to stop Mm -hmm. judging you know, mm-hmm. stop judging why. And then as you said, which I, I love, keep coming back to it, is there is no perfection, you know. I mm-hmm. I I'll give you an example. These bento boxes that these Japanese mothers would make are mm-hmm. I mean, they are, you know, uh chef level. <laughs> mm-hmm bento boxes and you know here in america we're good with the peanut butter and jelly and you know grapes mm-hmm. in the yeah. in the lunch and a couple uh Cheez-Its or something yeah. you know yeah, if you whatever's it- left over in the fridge is what goes <laughs> in there yes yeah. And, you know, I was exposed to these bento boxes and I'm like, holy cow, you know, how do how do you make them look so absolutely gorgeous? And, you know, do, how long do you spend to make these bento boxes? And I was so humbled. Um, a mother came over and several times, I mean, she would help my kid help me make these bento boxes for these kids. And, you know, they made these gorgeous little pandas of rice and, you know, they just were, unattainable for me. I am no Martha Stewart. (laughs) However, they get they granted that gift to my children, because Uh I was willing to learn. And I was willing to say, how did you do it? Would you mind coming over? I'll buy all the supplies. So I say that as just a humbleness for these global mothers that have taught me things. And then, you know, it didn't matter the age, I had older mothers and younger mothers. So I was like, tell me what you learned as a teen mom, you know, in Dublin, Ireland, I had a a lady that I haphazardly met in a gym, you know, and she was probably 20 years older than me and her kids were older than mine, but she would tell me things that just kept me grounded. And, um, so it was the global perspective, I think. Yeah. What, I mean, that's such a gift. I mean, parents all
0: around the world that you're learning from what, what was the like one, I know you told some stories already, but what was like the one unexpected like takeaway after just being all around with your children and just experiencing everything?
1: Um, My biggest takeaway was a a basic principle that I would say here in the United States is a big thing. It's called, you know, we, we teach our kids to give back and volunteer. Mm -hmm. It is not the norm out in the the world yet out, (laughs) out in the world you have these amazing opportunities to experience things that possibly um, my kids would have never had because of you know very tight rules and laws here in the United States. So, I mean, my kid, um, were, they went to Sri Lanka and they were able to to be on a, an experience where they built homes for <laughs> the Sri Lankan people. And my son, at, I, gosh, I think he was 13 years old. He laid with a teacher. Um, a cement floor, a kitchen cement floor with the the woman and himself. And, you know, he says, mom, do you know, do you know how hard (laughs) to lay an even floor is in the mathematics and all of those? So um, I think that was just like the biggest surprise because they were exposed to all these volunteer opportunities. Mm -hmm. They came and took those lessons and they brought them back um, all of my kids were fortunate to be educated at university in the United States. So uh, imagine we had reverse culture shock because they had been living outside of the United States and mm-hmm. back to the United States. So like a first football game felt like high school musical to them. They're like, Oh, <laughs> it's like a TV show, you know? Um, so when they had that experience, they took it one step further than I would have in my university years. So, For example, my daughter recognized she was bilingual. The community um, in South LA uh, was struggling with policies, so she helped uh, a hairdresser and several ladies within that community. That um, their strong suit was the Spanish language, not English, and everything she learned from her internships and things like that with with policy, she helped create an organization called UPAC. Well, that UPAC helped teach people how to petition how Mm. to have things happen in their community she didn't do the work for them she taught them how Mm. to change their community and to this day that organization is thriving from something she set up in college so yeah so I I look at that as kind of the North star of all of mm-hmm. this is that my kids give back in 10 times the the, <laughs> the way that I was never taught. And so that's kind of my shining star from all of this is just I'm mm-hmm. humbled how, how much they care about their community and their environment and um, food and things like that, that we just I, I didn't have that in my mm-hmm. kind of youth of it was more about me, me, me. Whereas because I've yep. had that experience, they're able to
0: recognize the need. I know. We can be definitely in a bubble. And and probably, I mean, you have so many different places that you have been. So you learn so much. Um mm-hmm. or they learn so much. Whereas, you know, if we're just not moving around and we're just stable, <laughs> we only see what's around us. So Yeah, that's such a great gift that they've gotten and that they're giving
1: back to the world, really. Yeah, and their perspectives on things are just so kind and that's and and we're, we're missing that a little bit you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh I think uh to see that I put that out into the world and they're doing it better than I did it um honors mm-hmm. that first cha- chapter that my dad kind of taught to me <laughs> you mm-hmm. know and I said wow you know it, it is coming back and and I'm just super proud of them.
0: Thank you for putting out such amazing people in our future. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And also thank you just for sharing your journey with us and your story. And I do hope that this inspires other parents to kind of just write down their own memories and thoughts so that they can leave it for their kids and other generations to come.
1: Yeah. And if you have a doozy, if you have like something that's like, Great! I hope you will share it with Lisa or I because I I think it's a grand thing when a mother kind of gives her nugget of advice out into the world. Uh, sometimes we we don't think it will change a life. But, you know, I like I said, these mothers have handed things to me and some of them have morphed into that book. Mm -hmm. Um, of lessons learned so I ask your your listeners and I ask my readers any of them to either reach out and let us just you know blow them up into the internet or whatever because some mother out there will find that and say oh that's exactly what I needed to hear at this moment so
0: yeah so everyone keep putting out their stories on whatever platform works for them and where can people find your book
1: My book is on uh, www.juliannebost.com, my name, or you can go to Amazon and type in my name or how a mother took her first step on the moon and you can find it there.
0: Well, thank you again for coming out and sharing, gosh, everything with us today and for all that you're doing for other moms.
1: Thank you, Lisa. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode. I love that Julianne is encouraging all parents to write down their stories and life lessons and share them with their own children and other moms. We can truly learn from one another and what a meaningful gift we can give to our kids. Please join us on our Real Life Moms Facebook group where we would love to hear your stories.